welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 80, overview of CompTIA's CYSA Plus certification. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, I want to give you an overview of CompTIA's Cybersecurity Analyst Certification. You've heard me talk previously about Cisco's CCNA and CyberOps. Well, this would be sort of a companion certification to go along with that. You've heard me throw out statistics over the past few months about the projected number of job openings when it comes to cybersecurity. You've heard me say things like, there's going to be about 1.5 million jobs in cybersecurity that are vacant around 2019, 2020. Well, that number continues to increase. I saw a stat the other day that said in the year 2021, there was going to be like 3 million or more jobs open available in cybersecurity. And whether or not you want to get into cybersecurity as your primary focus, it's something we need to be conversant in. We need to know the basics because it plays such a huge role in today's networks. And if you want to cert up, I guess we could say, and prove to clients and employers that you're able to work in this environment, this would be a great certification to pick up. You can pass one exam and you earn your CYSA+, that's the Cybersecurity Analyst Certification from CompTIA. The exam number is CS0-001, and a high-level overview of what you need to know for this exam include things like being able to use threat detection tools, things like NMAP, NIC2, ZAP, Nessus, being able to analyze the results that you collect from your analysis. And the overall goal here is to protect applications and systems within an organization. I'm going to include a link in the show notes where you can go out to CompTIA's website, and you have to put in your contact information to get this, but if you put in your contact information, they'll let you get a detailed list of exam topics, as well as some practice exam questions. You might want to take a look at those. Now, the cost for this exam currently is $346 U.S., and the maximum number of questions is 85 currently. And the passing score is 750, but that's on an interesting scale. It's on a scale of 100 through 900. And one of the great things about this exam is that you can do a lot of hands-on preparation for free because you can download for free Kali Linux. And Kali Linux has a lot of built-in vulnerability tools, things like Nmap and NIC2. You can install a free version of Metasploit. You can use PowerFuzzer. So there's a lot of free tools that you can play with out there to, to get a better sense for what's possible in the world of cybersecurity. It's a good idea to test your system for vulnerabilities before a malicious user on the outside, or maybe even on the inside, tests your system for vulnerabilities. You want to find those in advance. And that reminds me, one of the things that the certification covers is training your users and doing simulated tests inside of your company. For example, there's something called a tabletop exercise. This is where senior management and security professionals get around a conference room table and they discuss, in theory, possible threats, what they would do in response to those threats. It's a very non-threatening environment because you're just having a conversation. That's a tabletop exercise. But something else you need to know for the exam is what's called a live fire exercise. This is where there's a simulated security incident. Now, this needs to be done on non-production equipment. You don't want to bring your actual network down because you're doing an exercise. But on some non-production equipment, you want to have somebody come in and attack it. And this might be an internal team. You might hire an external professional team of penetration testers. 
And those attackers, they're called the red team. And then you've got your internal people that are defending against the attackers. They're called the blue team. And then there's the white team. They organize the event. They document the event. They observe what's happening. If things get stalled or stuck, they get it moving again. They're the administrators of the event, I guess we could say. And I mentioned that CompT allows us to download some sample questions to help get prepared for the exam to see the type of questions we'll encounter on the exam. I thought it might be fun to talk about just a couple of those. And again, there's a link in the show notes where you can download the exam objectives along with these practice questions. But let's take a look at a couple of them. One of the questions reads like this. A cybersecurity analyst receives a phone call from an unknown person with the number blocked on the caller ID. <laughs> That's a red flag right there, isn't it? Now, after starting a conversation, the caller begins to request some sensitive information. Which of the following techniques is being applied here by this person calling in? Is it A, social engineering? Is it B, phishing? Is it C, impersonation? Is it D, word dialing? Well, the answer is A, social engineering, where an attacker tries to get sensitive information from somebody that should not give up that sensitive information. You might have heard me recommend the book by Kevin Mitnick called Ghost in the Wires. That's my absolute favorite book on hacking. I've uh, got it on audio. I've listened to it maybe two or three times. And it gives many, many examples of social engineering. Let's take a look at one other question from their list of sample questions. This one reads, There are reports that hackers are using home thermostats. We're in the Internet of Things generation now, so we have home thermostats that are on the internet. They're using home thermostats to ping a national service provider without the provider's knowledge. Which of the following attacks is occurring from these devices? Is it A, IoT, B, DDoS, C, MITM, or D, MIMO? Let's go through each of these. First of all, A, IoT, that's Internet of Things. Well, the thermostat is an example of an Internet of Things device, but that's not a type of attack. Option B, which is DDoS or DDoS, that's a distributed denial of service attack. A denial of service attack is when an attacker floods a victim system with an overwhelming amount of traffic. And a distributed denial of service attack or a DDoS attack, that's when we have multiple devices sending traffic to the target system, making it even more susceptible to failing under such a heavy load. And in this case, that's what's happening. We've got all these thermostats, they're distributed among people's homes, and they're attacking this service provider. Now the other options, C was MITM, that's man in the middle attack. That's a different type of attack. And D, MIMO, that's a wireless technology. So here we're looking for option B, which was DDoS. So hopefully that gives you a sense for what the CYSA Plus exam is all about and whether or not it's for you or not. Now, by the way, CompTIA does have other cybersecurity exams. The first one is CYSA Plus, but then beyond that, there's Pentest Plus for penetration testing. And then after that, there's CASP which is CompTIA Advanced Security Practitioner. So if you're interested in picking up some vendor-neutral certifications and you want to focus on cybersecurity, you might want to give the CYSA Plus certification a look. And to help you dive a bit deeper and get more information on this certification, our security expert here at KW Train, Charles Judd, he's put together a free mini-course covering topics from the CYSA Plus curriculum. And if you want to get started, you can do it for free. Just go to kwtrain.com slash CYSA plus. It's the plus sign, not the word, but it's kwtrain.com slash 
CYSA Plus. I'll have a link in the show notes for that link as well. Hope you enjoyed this overview of CompTIA's CYSA Plus certification, and I'll see you next time on The Broadcast Storm.